welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring, the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table, as always, Adam Tullifson. The names of these four contenders don't deserve to come out of his mouth or my mouth. I'll leave the resumes to be hyped up by Anderson Cooper and Carmella's latest boyfriend over there. Do you know what that's from? <laughs> I'm assuming it's it sounds Paul Heyman. It's very Paul Heyman. And he is referring to Corey Graves. Yes. And I guess Anderson we, Cooper would be a Tom Phillips or whoever. Or I Michael guess Cole? Michael Cole, I think. Mm, I wonder if that's a. I think it's just a Fox thing. Is Cooper on Fox? <laughs> I don't know. Because right before there, then he talked about, um, how, you know, what, what caliber of champion, you know, Roman is, is like, can you imagine? He's like fiend, fiends do fiendish things. Monsters do monstrous things. Can you imagine Fox news going and let's cut to the WWE's new champion, the monster. Bruh. Oh, great. Great choice. You <laughs> <laughs> really did that. Huh? Was, yeah, it was a good promo. I think it's funny that I heard all these stories about um, AJ Styles requesting to be moved to SmackDown because he couldn't get along with Paul Heyman. Really? Because as far as Gallows and Anderson told the story on their show, um, that Paul Heyman was the reason why they got canned. Oh, wow. Yeah, like he didn't like them and he specifically... Was like, yeah, requested them to get axed. Oh, shit. And um, AJ was pretty fucking pissed about it. And then I guess he requested to get moved from Raw to SmackDown. And then lo and behold, like a month later, old Paul E is on SmackDown too. Yeah. Now he doesn't have the same power as he did on Raw because he got fired from that head position, writer position or whatever. Right. But still, I thought that was. Uh, uh, I just thought about AJ being like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. well, he would say, mother fricker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dag <damn> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we record, it is September 9th, 2020. And on this day in pro wrestling history. By the way, Adam, this is episode 25. We made it to the quarter century mark. Nice. Gotta like that. Oh, yeah. All right, on this day in 1967, WWWF world champion Bruno San Martino defeats Gorilla Monsoon in a Texas death match at the Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. Did you notice on Raw last week? I was or, just uh, the, say that. <laughs> the Iron <laughs> Sheik. Yes. Jim Ross like, how many W's is that? Yes. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Which goes back to you saying it wasn't that good of a promo. I watched it a little bit again. Yeah? Yeah, you're, you're right. History. I knew history was going to be kind to me on that. Yes. 1986, the American Dream Dusty Road defeats Arn Anderson for the NWA television title in Columbia, South Carolina, starting his third reign with that title. 1991. This is a big one. Ric Flair wrestles his first match for the WWF following his departure from WCW the previous July. He defeats Jim Powers at a WWF taping in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Jim Powers was like a perennial jobber. Sorry, okay. enhancement talent. Enhancement talent. Yeah, I remember seeing him in a lot, a lot of those early 90s superstars or, you know. It's amazing how many of those little shows they've gone through. On the Saturday morning, you know? Yeah. It was uh, 
And the, re- the reason why that even popped into my head, because during the retro raw review, they, they would go back to like the action zone on Saturday. And I remember, yeah, I remember superstars. I remember mania. I mania. Remember that, Todd that, was, that was the one I was thinking of action zone. It was like, they just kept trying, I guess, but yeah. And they're rebooting the superstars now. Right. That's what the plug was yes. on the retro. Okay. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> okay. 1993. Shane Douglas won the ECW heavyweight title via forfeit from Tito Santana. In truth, this was a phantom title change as the supposed show in Renoke, Virginia, where Douglas versus Santana was supposed to have taken place, never actually occurred. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I never heard of that. Well, they say that that was the case for the Pat Patterson Rio de Janeiro first intercontinental title win. Interesting. They say that that show <laughs> never bullshit. never occurred, and they just <laughs> made up a new title, handed it to Pat Patterson, and said, "You won this in Rio de Janeiro." Nice. And it's almost like a big rib now. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a work. It's all a work. <laughs> Two thousand and three, at a SmackDown taping in Birmingham, Alabama. U.S. champion Eddie Guerrero defeated John Cena in a parking lot brawl with a frog splash off the roof of a van onto Cena, who was laid out on the hood of a car. That's fun. I can see now, that. I, I skimmed over that earlier when I was reading through it, and I just, I skipped over roof of, I, I read roof, and I missed like of a oh. van. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, I got to look this up. And I look it up, and I'm like, well, there's just like a circle of cars and I'm like skipping to the end and uh yeah then I see Eddie come off frog splash off a hood of a minivan so the hood of the minivan is about maybe a foot foot and a half higher than the hood of the car scene right. so it was like I was like what the fuck and then I had to go back and look at the look at this column and I was like oh it does say van you thought he was gonna jump off the Coliseum roof or something no just at like um maybe the Maybe the uh, roof of like a parking attendant shack or something. Oh, yeah. I, I would take anything. Other sure. Then a couple feet. Give me a little height. <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, Cena. I thought there, I see it says Birmingham, but I thought Cena was definitely wearing like a Chicago Bears Urlacher jersey. Remember, he would always come out with whatever the team was, right? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe this is heel Cena. Not heel Cena, but you remember when he was first doing like the thugonomics? Oh, thing? yeah. He wasn't a good guy. I mean, no. Maybe he wear the opposite of yeah. I don't know, know. Like the bad, the bad, the rival sports team or something. Not sure. Um, also on that show, Stephanie McMahon was forced to wrestle Brock Lesnar by her father Vince McMahon. Jesus, Vince. <laughs> uh, I did not look into that. I, I'm sure it was. I am sure it ended very quickly in some sort of schmazzy way. Oh yeah, I'm guessing. But I just, well, Stephanie. <laughs> You're gonna have to wrestle Brock Lesnar. I just, <laughs> I'd like to see how that came about. And the last bit of news is 2014. Vince Russo, during an interview, ripped on Spike TV as TNA's wrestling broadcast partner. Russo said that Spike was a horrible partner for TNA. Horrible, bro. And the only way he could understand working with them is if there was no other option. Russo described them as a, quote, horrible partner and described the way they promoted and advertised TNA as, quote, atrocious, Hmm. bro. Bro. That was, but the day before that, he got like shit canned from TNA. So. Oh, there you go. Take that for for what you will. Um, But I was, I was hurting for a little bit of news this week. So. Not too bad. So there's, there's what we got. Um, 
Vince Russo, he's one of those guys. It's like, you want to... <laughs> Can you believe anything that guy says? No, because he he took his credibility and some of his creative stuff that he's done because he has done sure some of that. And then I think that instead of stopping when you, when he's ahead, like, yeah, this was my idea. This is my idea. He fucking bleeds into everything, dude. Where yeah. he's like, no, that was, I, you know, I was arguing with Bischoff about that, that like he claims a lot. I was at the table with Pat. It was yeah. me and Pat, bro. Yeah. It's like, it's, mm. I know. You're right. He took it too far. Took it too He's far. got enough shit that he could hang his hat on. Yeah. But he but it just wasn't good. I enough. think it's constantly because he gets, you know, shut down and, and braided for some of the garbage shit he's done that he's always trying to make that up. Like, yeah. well, no, hold on. I was a part of this good shit too. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but you also yeah, you lie and then you're a lot of the bad shit as well. <laughs> it's now time for the retro raw review. All right, Retro Raw Review. We are still at the Key Arena in Seattle, man. This is like five shows in a row now, maybe four. Um, but we are starting to gear up to the In Your House Mind Games pay-per-view. And I was telling Adam before we started recording, as long as the WWE are going to do these little intros, whether it be tonight it was Jim Ross, last week and the previous weeks it's been like random narrator guy. Silky voice, man. But as long as they're going to like lay it out <laughs> for us, I feel like that's how we should start the uh, Retro Raws. Tonight, the battle for Ahmed Johnson's intercontinental title rages on. The Caribbean legend, Savio Vega, faces the monster responsible for Ahmed's injury, Farouk, in the final first round matchup for the intercontinental championship. Will it be Sid? Farouk, Savio, Owen, whoever gets it. We're going to have hell to pay when I get back. Plus, reports of The Undertaker's demise were premature, to say the least. Tonight, the man from the dark side is here, alive and kicking, in his first match since the Boiler Room Brawl at SummerSlam. God have mercy. <laughs> I really like the way he ended that. That was good shit, JR. JR. Um, so, yeah, like they said, we are going to see. Ahmed Johnson laid it out basically for the finals of this tournament. Um, they did show the bracket again. Right. So, the last first round match is Owen versus. Uh, no, Owen versus Mero is already set. Sid gets the winner of the Farouk Savio match Correct. in tonight's tonight's Retro Raw. Um, and that leads us right into things because match one is that match, Farouk versus Savio Vega. Uh, Sonny is leading Farouk to the ring. What a pair. That, Farouk, <laughs> what a great pair. Farouk and Sonny. <laughs> Sonny was about as good as it gets on this one for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. You know, that uh, a lot of cheering. I loved it. <laughs> I just love the enthusiasm. I'm, I've always been a fan of good enthusiasm, Adam. Um, there was a great sequence during this match uh, where Savio hits Farouk with like that spinning heel kick. Yes. And that staggers him. And Farouk bounces off the ropes. And when Savio goes for another one, Farouk ducks it. And then Savio shoots to the other side of the ring and then comes back and Fruit catches him because yep. Savio's going for the leapfrog. Fruit catches him, hits him with that awesome spine buster. Yeah, that was beautiful. I think it should have been a wrap right there. Yeah, they. It, that was the highlight of the match, I think. 
Well, you, no, all, no. no. You, you had some. There's some cheating after that too. No, Adam. The highlight of the match is when Jim Ross says that Savio is going to look like two Tupac Shakur before this one's all over. Oh yeah, yeah. And Lawler, <laughs> and Lawler responds with <laughs> Tupac Shakur. He's taken more shots lately than Jake Roberts at Happy, Happy Hour. <laughs> and it should be noted that Tupac was shot in Las Vegas two days prior to this Raw and would die about four days later. Jesus. Jesus, Jerry. On, uh, yeah, Tupac dies on September 13th. So, yeah, four days from today, RIP Pac. That was, uh, was kind of dirty, man. Dude, he he doesn't. He's relentless. He, what was it last week? The goddamn Olympic bombing or <laughs> Atlanta? That is true, right? Yeah, Jake. And he always, <laughs> it's always with Jake. It's always with Jake. Oh, there's another soundbite I have coming up later that also includes that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Farouk picks up the win, gets to face Sid in the semifinals, and Sid does come out and hit the ring to a huge pop. They love Sid. They fucking love Sid. Um. I, I love Sid too, man. He comes out and he's just owning it. He's, he's like as Sid as Sid can be here too. Yeah. He's got the crazy like smile on his face. Even though he's like, he's baby face. He seems like a fucking maniac. Like it, right. it, it's almost like it doesn't matter for him. Yeah. yeah. And he's still doing the same shit. Fits. Yeah. Perfect for his name. Psycho Sid. Yeah. Comes out, gets the crowd all hyped up. Yeah, the two are face-to-face. They're jaw-jacking with one another until the officials break it up, and they go to break. And then uh, next up, they show footage from this PAX weekend's action zone, and they show a quick clip from a bunch of WWF superstars. <laughs> yes. Sending uh, mostly positive vibes to Ahmed Johnson, but they all stay in character, so like the heels say heel shit. Yeah. And the baby faces are just like, get back, get well, buddy, or whatever. And then in between each superstar, There's wishing a kick. That, that, yeah, they would just show the attack again. The kick to the goddamn, yeah. Yeah. was it his kidney or his well, liver? Uh, it was his kidney. Kidney. You'll hear it. I got the whole, the oh, whole perfect, thing on sound. Perfect. But yeah, so Adam laid it out perfectly because you'll hear somebody say something and then you'll hear a quick, like, you'll hear like a little bit of a match. It sounds like a match, but it's not. It's the video clip of Ahmed Johnson getting kicked in the kidney by Farouk from like four different angles. Like they keep showing it every time (laughs) (laughs) and you'll be able to probably pick out who these people are. Um, So we're not going to talk over it, but (laughs) this is some golden shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. At first I was just going to jot down a couple of my favorites, but I was like, these are two, these are really funny. Johnson, hey, you listen to me right now, my friend. I hope you do Savio. I mean, get back soon as possible, but hey, listen to you, doctor, my friend. Ahmed, your campaign didn't last very long, and it's all over now. Ahmed, I'm sorry what happened to you, man. I think you're one of the greatest competitors of the World Wrestling Federation. I want to see you come back. Get well soon. Get well soon, son, because when you come back, I'm going to pound the other kidney. Hey, Ahmed, get well soon, man. Looking forward to meeting you. I'm looking forward to working with you. Oh, the street fight! Kidney injury? Hmm, sounds like a lawsuit. <laughs> I hear you may lose your kidney. Marlena. If you do, Goldust could always serve it up with some fava beans and a nice candy. 
this man in pain. I just heard you're gonna have to have a kidney transplant. And the donor's gonna be Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> Happy birthday. No Phineas. Not his birthday? No. Get well. <laughs> well, you know, Ahmed, I hate to see anybody, whether it's friend or foe, hurt and in the condition that you're in. But don't think for one second, if and when you do come back to the World Wrestling Federation, that I am going to take it easy on you. Well, we certainly want to send out our best. <laughs> Just thought it was so weird that they, they'd show the attack in between every message and then they let the heels just say their part too. <laughs> I love it. The equivalent of like the birthday party, like uh, at, at your office or your workplace, and the the guy that hates you is like, "Oh, I'm writing something." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heard you're out, you pussy. <laughs> like, the guy that didn't meet you yet, that was up in HR. Hey, heard good things about you. Hope you get well. And then just yeah, stone cold. I can't wait for you to come back so I can attack the other kidney. <laughs> that was so great. That was great. That, that was my favorite in. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Owen too because he kind of towed the line. You yeah. Know? He was like, look, I don't wish that on anybody. But don't think for a second I won't, you know, take it to you. <laughs> it was so good. It was good. I wish they would do more of that stuff, man. Yeah, that's a classic shit. I love Instead, that Instead, we're stuff. getting raw underground. <sighs> we're getting dabocadoed. So after the break, Carlos Cabrera, one of the Spanish announcers, he's still with the company. Really? Yeah, he's still doing all their Spanish broadcasting now. No shit. Um, so that's, I mean, he's been with the company almost 30 years. He's in the ring, and he's introducing Shawn Michaels and Jose Lothario for an interview. I keep thinking, like, where is Vince McMahon during this time? Because he hasn't been on commentary now for, like, three weeks. He's usually the one that would be in the ring doing these kind of things too. Right. And I tried kind of looking into it. Like it doesn't line up for like the steroid trial. It doesn't line up. I don't, I guess he could just be taking some time off. I don't know. But that's weird for him. Right. Hmm. I don't know. It's He's probably gotten worse over the years as to where controlling wise you know what i mean like yeah maybe at this time it wasn't quite like that right yeah maybe he's kicking around the pool somewhere who knows man but i thought that was kind of strange um despite sean's match at the pay-per-view being against mankind jose cuts a promo on jim Cornette. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> camp Cornette. what yeah yeah but mankind has nothing to do with it that's true it's weird that is weird i didn't uh, even catch that and that's sean does too right well then sean just basically says like uh the Undertaker is ultimately the one that's going to vanquish Mankind and Paul Bearer. But in the meantime, <laughs> he's going to be Mankind's daddy. And he was oh, really proud. Yeah. He was so proud of himself when he said that line. Yeah, too. he was. And I was like, that was a really corny line, yeah, I was Sean. Like, nah, swing and a miss, bud. <laughs> Sid wouldn't have missed that. <laughs> Softball Sid. Yeah. Right before the break, uh, JR rushes out a quick, more on Razor Ramon and Diesel next. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite get it out. Yeah. Well, at least so for good. the network. No. <laughs> and then, um, well, spoiler alert, there is no more on Diesel and Razor next. They they do eventually say something way late in the broadcast. But the shit where it just reeks of don't switch the channel. Yeah. And I was, I was definitely watching more WWF at this time. But I don't know if Nitro, I guess Nitro was like giving away results and stuff. So they were just as desperate. Sure. But I don't know if every time they went to break, if it was one of these like, 
well, who's coming out here? Or, you know, it's just. It doesn't seem as desperate as this. Reeks of desperate. It, it does reek. Reeks. Uh, match number two. Oh, man, Adam. TL Hopper versus the debut of the Stalker. Just the Stalker. No Barry Windham mentioned. <laughs> uh, TL is already in the ring when we get uh, back from break, and he is like kissing his plunger. What was it, Betsy? I think so. Gross, dude. Yeah. Even a clean, even a, a case fresh plunger, yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. Hard pass. Yes. Even though you know it's clean as can be. Yeah. It's just like, no, I know where that's going. I, they might have tested one out of 100 just to make sure it works, and it could be that one. And I don't know. It was brought back. It yes. doesn't work right. They wash it, throw it back in the shelf. Gross. So the stalker comes to the ring. I swear that his theme music was the Stranger Things theme. It did sound like that was... It's like exactly the I feel like it was the exact it, same music. That is exactly what I was thinking. Of. Well, no, 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 I, no, I couldn't no, no, put no, no, my no. fingers on it, but it was like, what? Yeah, the synth... We should do that. Maybe, uh, Maybe we'll line them up next to each other. Something, dude. I think <laughs> it's like spot on. It, it was totally that. His gear, it's like black combat boots, black pants, camo shirt, camo face paint. And I feel like he's not in the greatest shape either. He's big. He, he's not, but he's older here. I mean, I know. It's, it's Barry Windham's been around for a long time. Yes. Um, I find it weird that they don't ever mention that name other than. When that first promo aired, I think Kevin Kelly or Jim Ross, one of those two, definitely said They did. It. Yeah. Stalker Barry Windham. Last we heard of it. That's right, JR. <laughs> Play ball at uh, Tennessee State. He's <laughs> a stalker. He's a stalk third base. They did say something weird about... Uh... <laughs> Hold on, I'll get, it. I'll get to it because I have it written down. As the match is getting underway, we go backstage to Brian Pillman and Owen Hart. Yes. Who says that Brett has finally seen the light and the two brothers are finally on the same page. Dad's happy. Mom's happy. He's really selling it. Um, they also say that Brett will make an announcement at the next In Your House pay-per-view. Yes. Which is ironically in Philadelphia. The city of brotherly love. Fuck yeah. Also, while the match is going on, JR said that they jumped the gun in breaking the story about Razor and Diesel. Yeah. I guess he did mention here. Uh, he jumped the gun about them returning and that him doing so has caused a snag in the contract talks and he publicly apologizes. However, he still says they're coming and he's not backing off of his sources. Yeah. Like he doubles down on it. <laughs> Is this the part? Maybe it's later. Later on, he does talk about it again, and that's what okay, I... Okay. So this was just a real brief thing. God, he, they're just... Uh, seg one, two, three. They're just keeping I it moving. Um, they do, like we said, they do not mention that this is Barry Windham. They do not mention his name. Uh, they did like try to give some weird backstory on him, and Jim Ross says that he hunts one animal a year, <laughs> and he spends the whole year tracking it, <laughs> and then he mounts that animal's head on his wall. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the most dangerous man of all. And the stalker wins it with a superplex, picks up the pinfall victory. I do like when a good old superplex would have got you the win. Me too. It's always got to be something. It's Today's wrestling, it always has to be something super crazy. Yeah. And I'm not talking about that wrestler. Right. Or a cheapy roll up. Right. Like you can't just get 
a decent size move and, and pick up a win. You can't get an eight out of 10. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be 12. Yeah. Or, or fucking a, minus one, you fucker. Or, sh- or a schmaz. It's got to go back to the whole, like, nobody wants to get beat clean because it makes them look bad. Mm-hmm. And it's just bullshit. I like one. Yeah, I think you're right. And there's a couple, like, you know, guys have these kind of setup moves signature or, moves yeah it's i would like, call them i don't know after a long like during the iron man match maybe they did do that on there no they didn't they're all the finishers too i think about like dolph ziggler when he uses like the Z- famous Z- or the famous he's never yes. once got a pinfall with it yeah it's like once in a while like Just a low in there guy yeah. you should beat him with that yes i agree doesn't have to get to the next level keep i don't it, know keep 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 him guessing match number three we got freddie joe floyd versus crush and this one's over pretty quickly. They get Clarence Mason on commentary. I love the like agony in his voice whenever they ask him a question. They're like, well, you're managing Crush. And he's like, I'm just out here advocating for Crush. I'm, yeah, his, I'm, I'm his attorney. Right. Do you, do you or do you not have a managerial license? Well. Yeah. <laughs> I love all that shit. Did you catch they explained uh, uh, Crush's uh, head tattoo? His forehead tattoo. So I heard it. Something about a try. What, what was it? <laughs> he just said, "Crush has that uh, that face tattoo, which uh, means his tribe's at war." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what "The fuck?" <laughs> He's from Hawaii. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> uh, Crush wins it quickly and easily with that heart punch. He's finally using that classic heart punch. I do like that. Though. I do too. It's good. It, it's one of those things like. The the uh, the lore of it or whatever is like you get hit with the heart punch, it stops your heart for three seconds, so the guy picks up the pinfall. Fucking A. And then you're okay. A lot of guys used to have that. I dig it. Don't see that anymore. <laughs> no, you don't. Bring back the heart punch. Then match four, that's our main event of the evening. Salvatore Sincere making his raw debut versus The Undertaker. Yeah. Who do we know who he was? Um he didn't wrestle under any other name other than his actual name, and I can't remember. It was like Phil something or other. Oh, really? I didn't um, know if he was from WCW or something. He like. had a stint in ECW before this, like the year before, 95, because I look all these guys up when I see them. I, I got to see who these guys are. Yeah, because a lot of time, yeah, yeah. nine times out of ten, there's somebody. Hopper and Freddie Joe Floyd boom. both were, you know. Exactly. Uh, but no, Salvatore Sincere. The biggest uh, accomplishment, I guess, that he had on his resume was the year prior, 95, he briefly held the ECW tag team titles with Tommy Dreamer. Mm, well, there you go. Yeah. Other, other than that, I mean, there was a bunch of... He's a pretty big dude. Very big. And that's yeah. my thing. A lot of these guys in this era that we're seeing that are sort of like the enhancement guys, you know, Freddie Joe Floyd, he's, a, he's past his prime, obviously, Tracy Smothers, but... That guy's still wrestling now. Right. And the size on these guys. I'm like, if they would have just been packaged a little better. Yeah. They could have, they could have been something. Right. Cause yeah, that was one of the first things I, I noticed with Salvatore was is it Salvatore or Salvatore. I always thought it was Salvatore, but you might be right. I don't know. But I, Sal- the first thing I Salvador noticed was like, sincere. dude, he's, he's a big dude. He's built well. He's yeah. tanned. He, he looks like somebody Vince would have checks all the boxes. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I get, he was there for like two years, hmm. but I don't think he was doing a whole lot No, because he's, he's on a handful of pay-per-views I think. And that's it. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I put right on here. I don't remember too much about Sal, but according to his Wikipedia, he spent almost two years with the company. And he's out first, followed by The Undertaker, who's walking faster than I've ever seen. He makes a beeline and starts just punching away at Sal before the bell even rings. Yep. He's pissed off, man. He is. He's he's mad. He's mad as hell. Um, Salvatore's mullet rivals my old neighbor, Brian, a.k.a. <laughs> Axel. <laughs> it looks just like it. <laughs> I love that you laughed at that, too. <laughs> uh, after a fast start from Undertaker, Salvatore gains the upper hand, gets in quite a bit of offense. Um, they do a breakaway promo from Goldust, who I guess will face the Undertaker in a final curtain match at In Your House. They didn't explain what that means. No, they didn't at all. And, like, they're probably uh, still hammering out the details. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, man, Goldust and Undertaker have had a lot of matches. In not like, that long of time. No. It's just been... Four months? They've been good, though. Yeah, they've been good. And the promos have all been good. Yeah, it's, like, it's always fun. I think it's a pretty good program, to be honest with you. Um, Jim Ross has more news on the Diesel-Razor situation. He yes. says, once again, there's been a snag in the talks with Razor, but... Diesel's contract talks are progressing nicely. I wonder if I was excited about that. I bet you were fucking like, well, all right. Just raging with pride. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, because you were you were definitely a Diesel fan, and I was more of the Razor guy. And they and the at this point they hadn't quite. Oh no, no. When okay, correct me on my timeline. Talk me through it. Have we seen outsiders like? win tag belts in WCW at this point. This is September, Probably right? not. No. no, no. They've definitely been, they've been fucking shit up, but I don't think they've probably, I don't think they've won a title yet. Have you know, they wrestled? They I would imagine they've wrestled. I would imagine they've wrestled. We can check the timeline on that. Uh, but this is definitely before the Hogan thing. You know, this. Are you no, sure? I think so. I, th- I don't know. I think the Hogan thing happens at Bash at the Beach 97. Okay. That's my I, recollection. I was thinking 96, but that could be nice. wrong. That, we'll figure it out. I guess you might be right because, well, no, because it doesn't seem like I, the, it, it would have been, like right. been too hot shot. Yes. It would have been way too so hot. new, yeah, right? Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. new. Okay. Well, we'll do the check in. We'll see. But I, I think bash at the beach 97. That is, I th- I think is the right. Hogan thing, but I'm, I, I bet they've, I bet they've wrestled a match, but I don't know. But it, it's like we said before, like we're, we're teenagers. We're on the younger side of a teenager too. And we don't know, you know, we don't know contracts or there's no, the internet's not readily available to us. And we don't know what the fuck's really going on. I just feel like they couldn't have gone a whole year without Hogan. I, I feel that same way, but I, I really think they did. They, maybe that's awesome. I, I know they would never do that in this day and age. We'll check it out. We will. Um, Oh, I wanted to say that uh, Salvatore hits like an awesome power slam followed by two quick elbow drops. Then he starts like slapping shit out of yeah, the Undertaker. And he, I, he, like, he thinks it's over with. He thinks it's a wrap. Yep. And he gets up and he starts posing. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the old classic sit up. Sit up, up right. And uh, <laughs> while Sincere's posing, Undertaker hits him with a running clothesline. He gets that choke slam and a tombstone for the win. Um, this is definitely a more intense undertaker than we have ever seen. 
And Raw goes off the air with The Undertaker in the ring, surrounded by the blue light, doing like his kneeling pose, you know, that he would be doing with the urn. Right. But, you know, sans urn here. Because Don't need no urn no more. So, yeah, that's that's a wrap for that edition of Monday Night Raw. You can join us next week for the Retro Raw Review. We're going to be looking at the September 16th, 1996 episode. We're going to get both second-round matches of the Intercontinental Title Tournament and more. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right. Um, I have a follow-up on the Brock Lesnar news from last week. Oh, good. Jeez. According to Uncle Dave Meltzer, uh, Brock's deal expired the night after WrestleMania 36. Oh, really? <clears throat> which makes sense a lot. I think a lot of those big time guys, their deals, like it's like WrestleMania to WrestleMania kind of thing. Sure. It's the biggest night. So, um, and it just has yet to be renewed. Same with his merchandise license, which is why it's all been removed from the shop. Okay. So like nothing crazy. No. And they'll probably pound out another deal, but it doesn't behoove the WWE to work something out right now where they can't like capitalize on his drawing power. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So fuck it. Yep. Um, I'm sure he's the same way. I'm, deer season's coming up. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Where am I going? As far as figure news, Elite Series 79, that's in stock and shipping from our friends over at Ringside Collectibles. This is the wave that features Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, Xavier Woods with the up, up, down, down title, and the swappable head that's like the beaded dude that I've never seen on TV, but apparently he rocks on that... Uh, YouTube show so much that he's got his own store for up up down down now that's through WWE I was gonna say if it's through anybody else that shit's getting shut down yeah yeah <laughs> that's notes too but I'm like that's pretty sweet I hope he got I'm sure he got he had to have been like this is my fucking show sure give me some money yeah you know? yeah it's it's a partnership right you know yep. what I mean yeah um who else is in that oh big E your guy Two weeks. <laughs> oh, you got it scheduled? Yeah. Nice. I can't wait to see it. Um, Bobby Fish and Io Shirai. She's got that cool, um, it's like a black jacket with like the big feathery thing that like comes all the way over. Oh, yeah. Not a hood, but right. like. Right, it, it comes up over. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. In some other figure news, Entertainment Earth. They're the online site that had the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Slim Jim Macho Man last year. This year it was the Mr. T. That's right. They had a pre-order up for the Mattel Ultimate Series 7. That's the Fiend and Hollywood Hogan wave. Oh, yeah. And the strange thing is they're listed separately for $32.99. Now, when you find them at Target, that's the only retail outlet I've ever seen the Ultimates at. Um, they're $30. Bucks. So it's it's a $3 upcharge. But that's, that's the name of the money. game for, for these places that offer pre-orders and stuff. Right. You know I mean? They got to get a little something. It's just like ringside. There's a little a little bit to be had for that. But they had, like I said, listed separately for $32.99. But together, as a way, a set of two for $43.99. There you go. Not sure if that is a mistake, but I place an order, which is scheduled for January shipping. So we shall see. Nice. Update. 
a mere eight hours after I ordered, <laughs> I got an email with a price adjustment up to sixty four ninety nine, uh, and I typed back in the email, "I would like to cancel my order." Yeah, <laughs> like, this is on you, bud. You should have let me either have it at the price you listed. Anytime I've ever out. seen um, a, a a retailer fuck up, like, and I get it. I knew when I placed that order, something Chances was not right. Are, right. But with that being said, they posted the price. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, just just going ahead and upcharging it is not the right call. No. You it, should you should just cancel the order. You should basically send me an email and say, "Hey, the price is actually supposed to be this. You can get it for that price and pay the you know for the pre order, or we'll cancel your order." Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But no, they're just like, well this has been adjusted on your invoice or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no. So I'm hoping I'm really hoping and I doubt it, but I'm hoping me saying, well then fuck it. I just want to cancel it. Well, we'll get them to be like, all right, we'll give it to you for, you know, whatever. Hopefully. But either way, I want to cancel my order. If that's yeah. not the case, you don't just automatically charge me. Cause I really just want that Hollywood. Yeah. I didn't really care about the fiend, but if, it, but if, but at that if price, I'm gonna pay, yeah, <laughs> 30 plus for, for Hogan, and you're gonna tell me I can get the fiend What's for ten? Twelve, like, yeah. Go for that, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeremy Pedauer from Jazzwares. We talk about him often now with this whole AEW Unrivaled stuff. He said that series one of the AEW Unrivaled will be re-released with a more accurate skin tone because that's one Ooh, of for been Cody? a major. Yeah. Well, all of well, them. They're yeah. all pasty ass white. I think you you showed me Cody first. And I was yeah. Like, yeah. The Kenny's the same way. Um, he's going to re, uh, they're going to be re-released with more accurate skin tone and it will be produced after series two hmm. because I think that's in production now scheduled to hit stores in October. Sure. And I think it said it's going to be available online only. So, so it's like, you, if you have a real gripe with it. Yeah. If you're that pissed off about it, we'll fix it. Yeah. Which is cool though. <laughs> that is like, cool. They're, how they're, many other, they're making the, the wrongs right for the collectors. Yeah. yeah I get you it. do hear about stuff with Mattel. They're not very transparent about it, but if something is like clearly a problem, like in that Elite 77, the Rick Rude comes with the black robe on it. Mm-hmm. People are saying when you take that robe off, there's all kinds of black marks that the, that stay the dye it. has stained the skin. Sure. And so that was an issue that they found out right away from Ringside because Ringside pays to get all their figures air shipped over here, which is why they get it like two months before Walmart, who gets it all shipped in a container on a boat. So ringside's noticing that all these pre-orders they had that people are complaining. Yeah. So that Mattel then made a running change, and now if you find that figure in the store, the robe is actually like wrapped up, almost like folded up nicely and just sitting there Off next to the, to the side. Figure. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it does happen with other companies, but they're very rare to to uh, accept blame or fault. I saw that happen to a girl <clears> one time. <throat> I knew. Care to explain? Sure. Uh, one time I, I was hanging out with this girl and we went to like a TJ Maxx and she found these black pants. And she's oh. like, I am I think she said I'm going to wear them out. Like, that night? Them, or no, like that out of oh, the store. Oh, she tried them on? She's like, yeah, these, she's like, I like these, these are work or something like that. <laughs> she stole them. <laughs> no, she didn't. Not even from TJ. I wouldn't let her. No. <laughs> but so... Then she got in the car and she's like, these don't feel right or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she like moved and they like, they like ripped at her thigh. I'm like, those, man, they're like cheap. And she's like, nope. And then she like grabbed her 
bag with the, uh, her original pants. She's like, no, I'm just taking these off right here. I remember being like, this is awesome. <laughs> but she, when she was taking them off, there was like dye or some weird charcoal all over her legs from that. So I'm, same material they use Rick Rude's yeah. robe from. Yeah, I think they would have learned. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's happened to me with like a, you know, a new pair of blue jeans if you're wearing white shoes. Like the yes, bottom's gotten yes. a little blue on yes. it or something. So yeah, the dye the dye problem is real, dudes. <laughs> Postscript to that story. Sorry, um, <laughs> we like this. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I was you know first. Who's her favorite wrestler? Oh, I bet you it was the fabulous Mula. Oh God. <laughs> um, we like. I'm like, so you want to get something to eat? And she's like, yeah. Uh, where do you live by? And I was living with Brian at the time. <laughs> we live by, I'm like, I don't know. There's like a Dairy Queen. There's just like, oh, I love Dairy Queen. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, food wise though, I feel like it's more of an ice cream train. I'm like, yeah, maybe she's going to get some ice cream. Two chili dogs with everything on it. <laughs> just being like, state sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Just, I, kind I, don't of, know. I don't know. I kind of respect a gal. I do too. And it, t- it, it was chili dogs it, fully loaded on her first date. It was a lunch <laughs> date. So, but yeah, she wolfed them bad boys down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ed. What a good sidebar. I should get a uh, Rick crude tights made of her. Please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, you should. You Black. should. Um, Oh, I alluded to it a second ago, but I guess Vince has told Vince McMahon, pronouns, pal, as old Bruce Pritchard would say. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon tells his talent they have 30 days to sever ties with any third-party platforms such as TikTok, Twitch, YouTube. Whoa. You didn't hear about this? No. This was like all over. And like Lana and a lot of those people are oh, like, oh, okay. I'm fucking did. big on... I, do. I don't think it's I don't think it's to the point where it's like social media platforms like Instagram or Facebook or stuff like that, but it's definitely like, like I said, Twitch, the money making YouTube, ones, that kind of stuff. Technically, Instagram you can too. I don't know. I think, but the whole thing is they're always saying that these people are independent contractors. So True. it's like, what the fuck? So there's a huge uproar about it, and I think. I think what it's boiling down to is like Vince McMahon is trying to come up with his own TikTok or his own whatever. I wouldn't doubt it. Remember uh, Tout or what was that one? Was it yeah. Tout? Tout. Yeah. Tout it out. Tout. <laughs> tout. Let it all out. <laughs> Keep going. These are the things you can tout about <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> Oh but that's God. about it. <laughs> In your house. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's where the, I bet you uh, Xavier Woods seen that coming or something was like, hey, man, I, I'm not losing out on this Twitch money. You probably shouldn't either. It's good promotion. It's yeah. good. Let's, so as let's long as talk. it's under the WWE let's, banner, let's take, I think they're okay. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, my last bit of news, unless you have something, Adam, is the New Japan Pro Wrestling. They announced the participants for the 30th annual G1 Climax. Climax. I did read that. Um, today, did you check out the participants? I did. So the round robin tournament starts on September 19th, a mere 10 days from this recording. 
Kotobushi. And yeah, so you get, uh, most of you guys listening to this probably understand the concept, but it's a round robin tournament. There's 20 guys. There's two blocks of 10. Everybody wrestles everybody in their block. And then whoever has the best record, record. Yep. they face each other. The winner of that historically then gets a heavyweight title shot at Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. Uh, so yeah, A block. Kota Ibushi. Let me see if I can go top of my head. All right. Kota No, I'm just kidding. He's the, he is on the A I block. Know. I just remember that. <laughs> Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Kazichiko Okada. Ooh. The Stone Pitbull. Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii. Uh, Will Ospreay. Shingo Takagi. Eh. Minoru Suzuki. That bastard Taichi. Jay White and the Tokyo Pimp. That's your A block. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, B block. Who do I have in B block? Here we go. B block is Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, Toro Yano. What's that, guys? Oh, Yoshihashi, Tatsuya Naito, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Evil. Evil. Is that Kenta? Right next to Evil. I believe it is. Oh, yeah. He looks weird. He won last year, right? Um, no, did he? I think so. I don't remember who won last year. That's really weird. How can I not think about that? I feel like he did. He might have. I remember him. Uh, that is that when he like attacked Shibata and sat on his chest and everything. Yeah, he became trying bullet club, right? Yeah, it kind of runs together for me. But I, uh, so that's like a month long thing, starting in uh. September 19th, and that's going to run through. Normally, it would be in the, the summer, right? Yeah, the normally it's the like a June, June deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, I saw you brought a backpack, Adam. You got perch. You got arrivals? No? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing? I almost had nothing, too. Um, I did a lot of figure hunting. Did you? And I came up with uh, zero figures, but I did get a sweet-ass shirt sent to me in the mail. Uh, it was a raffle win from a couple weeks ago and I totally Ooh. forgot about it. And the guy was like, Hey man, forgot to send you out that shirt. And I'm like, I am not going to bitch about the timeliness that I receive a free t-shirt. And it's from that company homage homage. I don't know. How do you say that? H O M A G E homage homage. Uh, it is the, like the softest shirt of all time. I have the razor Ramon one. Good shirt. It's a great shirt. It's a gold dust. Oh, shirt. it's the same as the razor one. Yeah. Same nice. company as that razor Ramon oozing machismo I like shirt. That. I got, I know it's like that razor one's like my favorite shirt. And now I think I have a second favorite shirt. Uh, so that showed up yesterday and I was like, Oh, this fig hunt. And all I got is this lousy t-shirt. Um, but then I was supposed to get a high spots order in. This was like, I think I finished this order like 10, 12 days ago or something like that. And it, the USPS has just been so fucky mm -hmm. that things have just been taken forever. So like this was supposed to come, I, I think Thursday of last week. And it wasn't, it was just a little thing. It was like some, all it was was some flats that were some promos. Okay. Um, some eight by tens. Well, one eight by 10. Whoa. Freshly, freshly squeezed. squeezed. Orange Cassidy. Diving. I like that. Hands and our, our, our pockets. And then the rest of them are like these, I, I'm starting cool. to really like these, the size of these, these 11 by 17s, because it's, it's a poster, but it doesn't take up so much space on your wall. Like the, you know, the 18 by 24 right. or whatever. So this is a company called nuclear heat and they have like this 
the style of print that they keep doing. And it's, it's all done on a computer, I think. Now, that one is not signed. This is a Sabu print. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was pretty, it was like 15 bucks. And I'm, Sabu's around. Like, I thought oh, that yeah. was a really cool print to Shoot. get signed. That would be cool. Yeah, and it's got... It's got four sabus on it, close up, one with like the, the, pointy, the spike the in spike. his mouth. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, something about that art style really spoke to me, so I dug that. And It's like in between comic book and real life or something almost. Yes. You know? It's it's just, almost watercolor, but it's not. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it doesn't look as like faint as watercolor looks. It's like very, yeah. the colors are very bold. I don't know. Um, the ne- Okay, the next one. This should have been a really, really cool print. Um, and it's not bad as long as you're kind of staying away from it, but do you remember? Oh, it's a Monet sort of, um, (laughs) (laughs) so Mondo Lucha, which should have been happening this Friday, by the way, Uh, I keep getting stuff in our, in our timeline. I said it like last weekend. I was like, Mondo would have been like this week. Yeah. Yeah. So Mondo Lucha, for those that don't know, it's a local show in Milwaukee that takes place once a year. Uh, they've done a little like pop-up show once in a while, but basically the main show is once a year in yep. September and it is like one part burlesque dancing, one part pro wrestling, one part punk rock show. Yep. And it all just mixes in awesome. And it's at a small venue called Turner Hall. They've been going like 10 years and they always put these posters out and I always get them. But one year they had this like cool comic book looking one. Yep. But the image it was almost like they just took like a JPEG and then blew it up. It looks like kind of fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did with this. But you and I were supposed to be at this oh, show. Oh, yeah, man. So what it is, is it's a Castlevania style cover, but it says War Horses Wrestlevania. So it looks like the cover of, yeah, Castlevania with War Horses like uh, uh, Simon or whatever. Simon going, and uh, Danhausen is the vampire. Dracula. And it's signed? It is signed, but they have both have terrible signatures. Yeah, yeah. This is um, pretty sweet, though. Yeah, but like I said, you're if you right, if you look up, up, it just doesn't look crisp. You get your money from him yet? No, I, uh, and that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> I technically still have tickets to this show. <laughs> uh, which is to reach out to. The, didn't, think, didn't Dan Housen say it wasn't on him? Yeah, I feel like Warhost is gonna say the same thing. I don't know what's. They gotta be. They're the Laurel and Hardy. You know what? They must need the money. I don't know. They're, those tickets were only like 20 bucks. I'm not that. Now, if we didn't get refunded for like WrestleMania or. Uh, I'm going to strong arm him when I see him. When I see him too. I'm, I'm going like, to. Hey, man. Yes. I don't need it. I just need you to tell me that either you were lying or Warhorse was lying. Yes, I want to know. That's all I need. The last, uh, the last promo I got. This is uh, Eric Hodson does these. Uh, awesome comic book style ones. I've gotten several, like that Penta one that looks like the Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Those are great. Uh, But this is Scott Steiner math. (laughs) (laughs) And that one's signed by old Big Papa Pump. I got to take a picture of that and show it to Don. I thought that was really cool. And like I said, these don't take up a ton of space on the wall. So it's cool to have posters that, that, that don't. You know, like you can almost fit well, you can definitely fit two of these in the spot that you would normally fit, you know, a decent right. size poster. So I don't know. I like um, the orange too. Now high spots had their Labor Day sale. Oh, did you get the box or did you, uh, you got your box, right? I did. I did buy How one of the it? boxes. You want to save it as a surprise? I can. Well, I can tell you what it was. Good. Really because good. Because I have or, other stuff. Uh, <laughs> you text me the one time. Like, uh, 
fair or something. <laughs> well, because I didn't watch it and you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, was like thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. You're yes. Like, thumbs in the middle, trending th- towards up. Yes. And it was, you're right. But this, these boxes on Labor Day were a hundred bucks a pop. So it's like they're, they're guaranteeing you a hundred dollars worth of shit in there. And some of them were more. And the grand prize box had framed, you know, decent size photo f- of Ric Flair signed oh, wow. and, and Hollywood Hulk Hogan signed. Damn. You get them both. Damn. So I was like, that would have been really That's where it's cool. The, it, so it's almost part raffle as well. It well, is. It, the whole thing is, right? Because they're just drawing. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they did say that if you absolutely hated the box you got, you could try to like trade with somebody in the thread. Sure. Because there's comments going on the whole time. You know, someone will be like, hey, I got this, you know, the Bret Hart one. Someone want to trade or whatever. And there was guys making deals. Um, but my problem was I wasn't able to watch it as closely as I wanted to because I, you know, I have other shit going on. Like me and Jana were at the grocery store and I'm like trying to watch this thing as it's going. Yeah. And I'm in my car on the way back and they draw my number 26 and I'm like, I got to pull over and right. see what it is. I'm not t- yeah. Uh, it could have been, it could have been way worse for me because I'm a Jushin Thunder Liger guy. Okay. And it was a complete... Jushin Thunder Liger box. Wow. Um, it was a signed by eight by 10. Nice. Which it, I, it's different from the one I have. So that's cool. And I've seen people sell that one I have for like 40 bucks. Oh no shit. Um, so you get, I get a Liger signed eight by 10 and then a Liger signed Rob Schamberger poster, like the Harley race or the yep. Bret Hart one. So that's that cool. right there, I was like, that's, that's going to look really amazing on the wall. And then the third thing in the box I wasn't too thrilled about, it was an eight-disc set of Jushin Thunder Liger matches. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I feel like I, um, I, like I said, I think the Schamburgers probably sell for 60 to 70 bucks six, and, yeah. and the, the 8 by 10 is 20. So I, I, didn't, I didn't make out bad by any means. Right. Um, and the, like that Liger uh, Schamburger is going to look choice on the wall. So I like it. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. I got some other stuff. I didn't go, I definitely didn't go like nuts or anything. So I'm just been trying to find stuff that'll like go on the wall. I did get a couple weird. I think I told you last week that I, I got like the evil Naito two pack of brawlers for 25. Yes. Cause I was like, I, I want the evil and you need the Naito. So right. I was like, we'll just chop that. Yep. And so talk <clears> about those other brawlers too. Yeah. So that stuff, uh, I haven't got a notification that it shipped yet, but it should be shipping anytime now. Maybe I'll have it by next week. That would that would be awesome. Um, other than that, it's weird because there's not anything in the stores right now that I'm after. Other yeah, than that either. chase, there's that chase superstar Billy Graham in Elite 78 that I thought was for Walmart, but I guess it's for Target. So that kind of bucked the trend of the, the legend guys going to Walmart, but... Who freaking knows? I don't know. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table or ladder or chair. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I watched a lot of stuff, Matt. I, I didn't. Started off, and I'll uh, I'll I'll okay. fill in where I can. Did you see SmackDown? No. Okay, SmackDown was pretty good. I'll just do some bullet points. Is that the one where there's some chicken high heels walking? 
Mm, I don't know, maybe. There's a teaser from some. I saw it online. Oh, like, I might. Who is this oh, mystery person or whatever? And it's possibly. like possibly. It's like uh, you see like high heels walking, and you see like the bottom of what looks to be a whitish fur coat or something. Hmm, it's and possible. there's a lot of speculation that it's the the two main names I have heard are Chelsea Green from NXT, okay, or a returning Eva Marie. Mm, I hope not. I hope it's Selena De La Renta from MLW. Me too. That would rule. That would rule. And Although good, they would mishandle it. Yeah. They'll. <laughs> so anyways. Okay. Smackdown. Lay it on me. What happened? Uh, Lay the Smackdown. The great, it was a great promo with Paul. Paul and Roman started off. Uh, they do a, well, since, you know, Raw does a triple threat to find out their number one contender, they go one up. They're going to have a fatal four way. So it's like, Biggie, Sheamus, uh, gosh, who else is in that? Anyway, Sheamus gets Sheamus takes out Biggie, so they need to bring in a fourth. They bring in one of the Usos, Jay, I think. Yeah, I think the other one's hurt. Yep. So Jay is now in the match, and then ends up winning it. So it's gonna be Jay versus Roman at Family Affair. Family Affair at Clash of Champions. Oh, interesting. That, that which and that that promo is fantastic. You should check it out with uh with Paul Heyman. But like Sammy's back now, uh, nice. bitching about his title. He should be. That was he's bullshit. Got, he's got awesome. I love it. And then, and AJ comes out, so it's like AJ, Jeff Hardy, and um, uh, uh, Al Generico all in the mix. Sammy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, it was. It was a good. It was, it was pretty good. Raw. I've. Smackdown. I mean, Smackdown. I've been hearing lately that SmackDown is the show to watch. It kind of goes in in waves. Like a few months back, SmackDown was definitely keeping my interest. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Raw would. Yes, and, it does. It's weird. And now I can't find time for much of it. Uh, and then we watched All Out. Yes the the go home to All Out was was pretty damn good too. Oh yeah yeah. <clears throat> um, because I did watch that. The FTR Tully combo just fucking works, man. Yeah. I love that. Did you listen to Tully and Arn on Jericho like a week or two ago? Maybe yeah. it's been longer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I love listen <laughs> I love listening to those guys because first of all, I love that Tully owned the fact that he really fucked them out of a lot of money. Yeah, dude. By failing that piss test and and fucking up their whole return to WWE or WCW. Yeah, he, he sounds pretty stand up nowadays. You know, he does. Man? It's like I got a lot of stuff I need to, you know. And then the banter between the two of them, because like you can tell, Arn doesn't remember shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that was the only time we ever worked the Heart Foundation. No, and it ain't. No, it ain't. <laughs> we went a whole loop. Tully's like, we did a whole loop in Canada, yes. and I know this because I remember. Nightheart whoop my ass and Arn goes, Well, why don't you do something about it? And he's like, Shit. I just, it was I really, great banner. I, I, it was like, so good. These fucking guys. I really like those guys. Give them a podcast. <laughs> and they kind of kept it a little kayfabe, like with the whole AEW thing. And Tully's like, Well, then you're walking down to the ring with fucking Cody every night. And he's yeah. like, I just, I can't get behind it. <laughs> And they call out the Waffle House menu and shit. Yes. Go, well, you know something, Chris? You, I bet I stared at a Waffle House menu a thousand times. <laughs> it was just, Arn was. It was good. Arn was the best on there. He's got a podcast and I've never listened to it. Thomas Conrad? Is it? I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. I, it was like, ask Arn anything or something. Yeah, it's with Conrad. I didn't, figures, right? Trap me up, Arn. <laughs> 
What's your go-to at Applebee's? <laughs> is it the cheeseburger egg roll or is it the uh, double sea breeze? Yeah. You drinking or eating? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, the, the go-home, too. It had that... Um, it had the Joey Janela Chris Jericho match. Yeah. Where uh Jack Swagger, no, sorry, Jake Hager comes to meet Orange Cast and he's like, Jericho requests you at ringside for this match. So Orange does does go out there and then Jericho comes out and he's wearing an Orange Cassidy shirt, which I was like, <laughs> Oh, that you're just poking the bear a little bit at this point. But it played into it so awesome. He busts Janela open on a turnbuckle, yeah. exposed turnbuckle. And then wipes the blood off of Janelle's on face the under the shirt. Yes. That was great, that dude. Was that was simple so good. and smart. Yep. Yeah, dude. Um, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb had an awesome match on that show. And then the uh, Mox MJF stuff at the end was good. There's a lot of blood oh, yeah. in AEW. Like wiping blood all yeah, over. Yeah, there's a lot of That's blood right. in AEW. There is. There is. Pretty Vince much weekly. Vince McMahon did much. call it a blood and guts promotion early on. <laughs> We're like, no, no, it's not. Seen thumbtacks, we've seen blood. We thought, well, he said that after that Dustin Rhodes Cody match, which Dustin bled like nobody I've ever seen. And Very I was true. like, no, that was just one match. But now it's someone's bleeding to goddamn every match. Seems every like week. every week. And almost thumbtacks every week. It's been a few now. Yeah. It all out. Darby Allen took the. Body bag, thumbtack, power bomb. I just don't know how you control that. <laughs> you don't. Oh, it's so gross. At least half didn't go in the bag. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Only about 75 tacks in the bag. I don't know. <laughs> Remember us explaining that to Antonio? Yes, yes. Blast. We had a buddy over. We did a fantasy football draft um, while we were watching All Out, which was probably not the best idea. I need to rewatch a couple matches. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was like, "Did Max retain?" I get, I get to work, you're and there's doing, a guy you're going looking at. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta keep focus, but then you gotta watch wrestling. And I didn't think Moxley was gonna drop the belt, but there's a guy at work that just was adamant that he's like, "You're, they're gonna, how, how dare they bring MJF up, up this level just to beat him?" And I'm like, "Dude, I, that's what I think is gonna happen." He's like, "No." And then I didn't remember much of the match, and I get to work the other day, and he's like, I can't believe they didn't put the belt on him. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was a good pay-per-view. But I need I, I owe AEW to rewatch a couple of matches. Yes. Uh, how does that Especially work that with tag. Bleacher Report? I mean, can I still watch that? It's not like Fight, where I pay for it once. I have it forever. Oh, yeah. Good question. So I'm hoping... I would think so. Maybe for at least a certain amount of time. I would hope so too. But I'm Otherwise, not sure. we're going to the dark web, boy. <laughs> what about that uh, Sammy Guevara Matt Hardy match, dude? That was he. I think he was concussed. He definitely was. And I'm not. I don't. I'm not a fan of like the show must go on there. When Aubrey throws up that X, because, dude, you saw his head. She threw they up were, twice. They were up on a platform on a forklift. Yeah, that was and a came lift. back through a table, yeah. and Hardy overshot it by, like, a good foot or two, and he cracked his fucking head on the concrete. Yeah. That's just a, go to your, any stadium and walk out into the concourse. Yeah. And that's what it was. Right by the hot dogs <clears throat> and the nachos. And they did try to, like, stop it. They, like, stopped the match, and then, like, they... 
It they threw it to the announcers minutes. or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they like came out of one of the tunnels. And then it was already back on. And then it's just on again. I'm like, that was weird. That was very weird. I almost thought they like, I started guessing like, did they already tape this somehow? People were upset about that too. Oh yeah. They threw a fit. Rightfully so. And Tony Khan was running, you know, damage control right afterwards. Like, oh, he, he passed all the concussion protocol and this and that. And I'm that's like, the only, that's how I was thinking. Maybe they cut it somehow, but I don't, I don't think so because the crowd was, I don't know. Who knows? I don't think so, dude. I don't know. It's going to talk tonight. So we'll find out. Speak. Oh, I want to know about last night, Adam, because I forgot that NXT was on Tuesday. Did you catch it? I did. Okay. Uh, they open with the title match. Or, nice. You know, yep. So it's it's uh, Finn versus Adam Cole. Yep. Good match. Just a regular match, right? No regular f- match. No fucking shit. No bullshit. Um, it it goes. I don't know. Probably almost twenty minutes. Uh, Finn wins. Yes. And and no fuckery. That's what I think should have happened. And then at one point you see. Uh, Finn in the back, and it was weird. It was like they're like in some weird aisle almost by some electrical boxes. Which I, I thought something was going to go down. Oh yeah, retribution. The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> were they on Just, Raw or SmackDown? By the way, uh, they were on Raw. Okay, and they did an announcement, and but their voices were all uh oh. the weird uh yeah unsolved mysteries voices. Sure. Like we're coming <clears throat> and da da da. But that was it. Um. So yeah, it's it's Triple H and uh, Regal going up to congratulate Finn. They do, and then Adam Cole is like, he comes in and straight up congratulate him. Like, didn't have a like a whole lot to say. He, like, but was really nice. Well, I don't know. Undisputed Era has kind of been one of those things where they definitely were a, a heel faction, mm-hmm. but then they're they're so fucking good that people just like them. So they're kind of just like tweeners. Like they right. can work both sides of the aisle. And, and like, it doesn't I, have to be that cut and dry anymore, I guess. I'm so. fine with that. I just, like, part of me was like, that was weird of Adam. Though. I don't know. It, it came off almost weird. And then they interviewed him later, and he was like, eh, Finn's a better man tonight. What are you going to do? It was, like, so chill. Normally, like, he freaks out and pat yeah. McAvey or whatever yeah. or or Velveteen Dream or something. But Finn, was like, you know what? Better not give me an opportunity again because I'm going to take it. You guys have a good night. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> He seemed too nice. They're probably coming up. Probably. Maybe he's in retribution. Who knows? Um, and then they had Velveteen Dream against some other guy uh, who I've seen before but has a new name. Velveteen wins. And then it was a cage match with uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Mercedes Martinez. Yes. That was pretty pretty, pretty gnarly. That was fun. I haven't seen much of Mercedes Martinez. I think she was in both of the Mae Young Classics. She does some cool stuff. So I watched, and she's been around for a while. Yeah. Like, independent-wise, she's been around for a while. The only other thing I watched was, um, like, I was raving about that timeline thing on the network with Owen and Brett. Yep. I've watched two since. The Christian Randy Orton one from, like, 2011. And the only reason why, like, Christian is one of, maybe even my most underrated wrestler. Like, I... if you go back, he was just such an, he was overshadowed so much by edge. Yeah. That if you go back, you really see that Christian was, was fucking really good in his own right. And this 2011 run where he's like, I just give me one more match. Like that was his whole deal stick or whatever. And he had this awesome feud with Orton and we saw them wrestle live at money in the bank. That's right. And he had that stipulation on the line where if, uh, 
or if Orton gets DQ'd, the title switches hands. Over, yes. So it, it, it all built to this big point, and then Christian spits into Orton's face, and Orton boots him in the nuts, and then ding, 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 new champ. That's right. Yeah. He got him to yeah. stop over. And all the times that he has won the world heavyweight title, it never lasts. Like it's, it's always like a week. Yeah. Or something like that. Like he's never had a good run with it. Um, and that one was okay. And then I watched the one on the rock, which was mainly focusing on him, like rising up as the leader of the nation of domination. Hmm. So that it was, it was okay. But like, there was no like real feud there. Right. So it was like, right, right. It was just, it just basically the feud was rock and Farouk and it was just tit for tat in the ring. Like, yeah. So I don't know that I still liked that era. So I watched it and it was fine. Um, but I just saw, because I was putting those sound bites in the machine, uh, earlier today. And I saw that last night they added a Ric Flair Savage. Oh, that'd be timeline fun. From 92. That'd be fun. So I bet that one's probably pretty good. Nice. Um, there's one other one I haven't watched, but it, it wasn't, I think it was an AJ Styles one or something. I'm like, I don't, what do I care about that? Yeah. That's way early too. <laughs> I don't know. And when, and when you think AJ, yeah, I don't know. So um, NWA is back this Tuesday. Really? Like back how? The look on your face tells me they're not really bad. They are weekly paper, I pay-per-view or something. Do you have details on that? You mentioned that last week. It's like eight bucks or something. Don, Don was texting me about it. So I watched the, they did another like 10 pounds of gold thing and it's, it's Mike Bennett, Nick Aldis. They had lightning in a bottle with that power show. They really did. I want to see what else is on the show at least. I'm not saying I'm going to get it. I'm just going to say, let me, let me check out the. I want to see what the card is. Even at, okay, so eight bucks, eight bucks a week. What is that? Thirty-two bucks. I don't a know month. if it's every week. Well, if it's not, that makes it even better because, yeah. like, dude, we're so spoiled with the network. Thirty-two bucks oh, yeah. a week would be like for NWA yeah, one hour a week. I don't know a dollar ninety-nine more, and I get everything. Yeah, or and like I am God. <laughs> all out, dude. It was like fifty bones, regular pay per view. Did so I give you like, money for that? I feel like I got home and I never gave me money. <laughs> brother <laughs> i don't remember probably not i don't know <laughs> i don't i'll throw you i don't think love. so but i don't uh it's not a big deal but it was but my point is not to my point was to not tell you you didn't pay me for all out it was to tell you that getting so spoiled what with just 9.99 coming right out of the checking account every true month, or as far or or like 50 bones for a show it's right like, yeah. We're so spoiled. We are spoiled. There's a million things on that network too that you just that we don't even scratch. Yeah. I could we, I think I I could spend every waking day and just play everything. I don't know if you get to the end of it. I don't No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh, uh I would love it if you guys uh you don't have to spend every waking day, but if you'd spend about an hour a week listening to this show, uh we would be much appreciative. And if you could share it with a friend, that would mean even more. Uh, anything from you, Adam, to watch wrap this wrestling, thing up? Kids. Yeah, watch wrestling. And we will see you here next week, as we do every week, for episode 26 of Dork Side of the Ring. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Yeah. 
than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes.